Don't try to chase me. Wait! Ready to be touched again. All these old guys on the wall. Who lives here? Callista Flockhart? Those were already damaged after they fell there. What am I supposed to do around here anyway? Sit in a share circle, talk about my feelings? And how would I do that exactly? Because where the fuck is everyone? It's always just you and Negasonic Teenage Longest Name Ever. I said no touching. What the fuck? What's up, everyone? Welcome to Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast. I'm your host, Tessianos, and today is a very, very, very exciting day for comics. This is the last week of X-Men Month, and boy, have I learned a lot, and boy, am I confused. Um, but it's okay, because I've brought along some amazing, amazing people this month, and today is no different. We've got some great dudes gonna help us out, gonna walk us through this X-Men chaos that is. Uh, got some cool topics today. I'm so excited to share it. If you want to go back and listen to more X-Men, you can listen to Mr. and Mrs. X, uh, Age of Apocalypse Part 1. It's going to be an ongoing series here at OCD. And we also reviewed Old Man Logan. Uh, and if you have been keeping up, today is the last episode before 31 days of comic book horror. That's right. OCD is doing 31 days in a row of podcasts. Yes, in a row of podcasts, real podcasts. You press play and there's people talking about comics, horror comics. That's really happening for 31 days in a row. And I'm so excited to share it with you guys. Um, so much fun coming your way. If you want to follow along, make sure you're following along on Instagram at OCD Podcast, Facebook at Facebook.com slash OCD Podcast, Twitter at Ongoing Comic Pod, and Patreon at Patreon.com slash OCD Podcast. Uh, if you are a Patreon member, if you're a patron, I guess you should I should say, you will get a letter from me every Sunday starting today, if you're listening to this when this episode airs, uh, from me with a list of comic episodes for that week in October. It's going to be so much fun. Every day is something new and awesome, and I just can't wait to show y'all. All right, so enough about uh, enough about horror for now. We got some X-Men stuff to talk about, and it's super important because I actually got some questions today. All right, so we got two amazing co-hosts today. The first, he has been on here before to talk Superman, and he is very enthusiastically back to talk X-Men. We've also got Prime. He's from the Prime Nostalgia Podcast, uh, and he's here to talk about X-Men as well. So give a big round of applause for Diallo and Prime. What's up, guys? Hey. hey. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> What's up? Waiting for the audience hey. to clap. Yes. Um, so, so that everybody can get used to your voices, I'm going to ask you both what X-Men means to you. So Diallo? Take it away. What is? Let's say what was a uh, what was X Men to Diallo, a young Diallo? When did that uh, when did that come about? Yeah, X Men to a young Diallo. I think it was uh, when I recognized how they were the outsiders of the Marvel universe, and sure. you know, especially as an adolescent, I think it's pretty universal that everybody, no matter what social strata you are in, you kind of feel like an outsider. So it definitely resonated with their story and um you know how they how they interacted with the marvel universe 
That's awesome. I yeah. yeah, same dude. X Men's just amazing. They they are the outsiders. They're to me they're the the weirdos, but also like the cool kids. Like those are the kids that I hung out with. <laughs> like right, the right. X Men of society, right? Yeah. <laughs> totally. What about you, Prime? What's uh, your first experience with X Men? Well, uh, I can't remember my first first experience. I just remember playing um, Ultimate Alliance, and then I seen Wolverine for the first time. And then that just sparked a whole another interest in that side of Marvel. Because I only knew, of course, the Avengers side. I didn't know the X-Men side. So then I went to go venture out into the uh, X-Men side. And I uh, really liked what I saw. So I just kept it up pretty right much. Awesome. Thank you guys both for being here. Uh, Diallo was scheduled to come on just by his lonesome. And then it was just going to be me and him. And I was like, hey, dude, what do you want to what do you want to read? What do you want to watch? He's like, I just want to talk X-Men. And I was like, I'm going to need to get <laughs> need more specifics. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I think he sent me like articles and links. So he's. I'm just so excited that you're here today. You were like, one of the ultimate X-Men experts. And I was like, wait a minute, I got to get, I got to get somebody else who knows X-Men because if I'm, I'm going to be like, it's just going to be me like shaking my head, like cool, I, sweet, you know? <laughs> so hopefully uh, Prime can, can chat with you on that and all three of us. But uh, I've been reading the X-Men, mo- I'm sorry, not reading. I've been reading a lot of comics, but I've been watching the X-Men movies and the X-Men show. That's where I started. But that's also where your frustration starts, right, Diallo? <laughs> Um, I, it's a yes and no. I actually, I actually really appreciate, and I've loved most of the X Men movies. So it's not. It's like it's it's kind of where it starts, but then there's a frustrating aspect to it as you kind of move along with the film. So okay. So yeah. were you okay? So what was what's your favorite one, or what's the X Men movie that's most clo- that's closest to the comics? I it's. I mean, I don't think there are any of them. <laughs> that, <laughs> Um, I, you know, maybe Days of Future Past, maybe. Um, That's the third one, right? Yeah, uh, fourth, I think. Um, or fourth, fit, okay. or fifth. It's it's and that's part of part of the problem is it's <laughs> kind of hard to keep track because they kind of did the first three and then they they did the prequel movie x-men first class and then and then they kind of restarted and then they did a this weird reboot with days of future past but then they ignored the reboot after it and it just it it kind of is a little bit of a mess but uh (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh man oh man that's that's crazy. Yeah, I know. I was watching the movies, and every time I'd post about it, usually people were like, "No, I don't like that movie. No, I don't like that movie." Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's really the. It's only for me. It's the last couple movies I didn't like. Like I liked them all the way up to. I mean, well, I didn't like X Men Three, but um, <laughs> Days of Future Past was the last one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Days of Future Past was the last one. I and that's a really good. It's a really good movie. I, I really like that one, but then after that, it was um, I think it was Apocalypse, and then they did uh, the Dark Phoenix, and neither of those really worked for me. So it's funny. I watched Apocalypse yesterday, or I should say, I finished it. It took me three days to get through it because it was like. I was actually frustrated because on the second week of X-Men month, I was with James and we talked about Age of Apocalypse Part 1. And I was like, wait a minute, why isn't Professor X dead for the entire movie? Isn't that the whole point of the Age of Apocalypse? Wait a minute, like, yeah. I'm mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I and mean, that's the problem that they kind of miss with a lot of this stuff is they think they miss the points with the, the some of these stories. And like it, it, 
it tends to work, you know, in a broad sense sometimes, but you know, with like the Dark Phoenix story for for instance, like they usually get the the climax of it when Jean Grey like she turns into Jean Grey and then they have the little arc where she ends, but they what the one thing that they always miss, which like is a frustration in the films, is like there was like a maybe like a two or three build up just to get to the point where she got to that moment okay and so when you're when you're like they were like off in the savage land and then the team gets split up and gene get had this um like this weird relationship with this uh the mastermind character and it was all this psychological stuff going on and um and it, it all built up to the moment where she had that fracturing became dark phoenix and in the movies it's just kind of like you know, it happens in five seconds, and then there's nothing really to resonate with you character-wise when all of that mm-hmm. stuff happens. So it's not just about her turning into Dark Phoenix. It's about like the relationships and and this this uh, you as a viewer having this relationship with her and watching her go through these things, and um, it just it's it falls really flat, especially in the dark that last movie. It was just it was incredibly flat. So. It's just, uh, there's just so, there's, a, you know, that's why I was saying there's, there's, there's so much more to the X-Men than, uh, than we get, you know, so. Yeah, Prime, you're like shaking your head vigorously well, over yeah, there in I agreement. Was, yeah. <laughs> yes. No, for one, I don't think, like the, uh, going back to Apocalypse, I don't think anybody took that movie seriously when they saw the trailer when, um, Tess, I know you're going to like this, when they said Apocalypse looked like Ivy News. And then after that, oh, I don't yeah. think anybody really yeah. took it seriously after that. Yeah, I believe that. He does look like Ivan Ooze from Power Rangers. <laughs> yes, yeah. Really <laughs> Ivan totally Ooze should totally be an X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, okay, so to be honest, I have no notes today. And, and Diallo, I, I didn't because you were so passionate about it. Is there anything that you want to, like, chat about with me and Prime today? What's going on? What do you want? What do you got to get out? Yeah, you know, well, so with the with um, DC or I should say, why did I say DC? When uh, with Marvel <laughs> getting or Disney getting the rights um, for the Fox owned characters, which includes Fantastic Four and um, the X Men, there's an yeah. opportunity now to sort of reboot everything. And I, you know, I'd been kind of thinking about like. Um, the movies that have already been made, and then how could they sort of redo these stories? And again, like my biggest, my biggest issue, like it again. So when when the first X Men movie came out, I loved it, and I loved, and especially the second movie is especially loved it. Um, yeah. And the third movie was a disappointment um, for me, for a lot of people. Um, but then when they did X Men First Class, like. Like I think I I mentioned to you actually that's actually actually one of my favorite like in the Marvel character films it's actually one of my favorite films. Um, Oh Yeah, like I love the movie. I like I love it to death. Um, Mm -hmm. But that's also where I think I first started to feel that dissatisfaction that I was talking about too because the thing the thing about it is it's like. It's a really great film, but there's also this part of me that wishes it was like the original five X-Men in the movie instead of the characters that they chose to put in the movie, you know? Yeah. And, okay, so uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, and 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 then so much of I think something that they miss whenever they do X-Men 
in um, this kind of modern context is they, they always seem to miss that foundation of the first five X-Men. And okay. um, even even like in cartoons and so many, they, 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 they always really miss that foundation. The, it was like the first five X-Men and Professor X. And that's how they were for for a little while. And then um, when they rebooted it, brought in Wolverine and stuff, and it took on a different context, that's when it really blew up. But that foundation is is always kind of missed in film and some of the cartoons where in the comic books it has that context, so it always tends to resonate. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so I think that's kind of where it stems from. And um, I, you know, I don't, the the filmmakers I, I mean they have they actually have a problem that I sympathize with which is there are so many characters like how would you like introduce all of this uh, introduce this group with this sense of history in two hours and so I I get it I'm not saying you know they don't know what they're doing per se and but marketing so, plays yeah. a place in that as well too for some casual yeah. viewers to get them to watch as well so yeah. Yeah, sure. and that's that's the other reason why I I ended up kind of being dissatisfied with the films was because what um, the the marketing aspect I completely understand Hugh Jackman became huge so you have to kind of like push him um, sure, and then sure. but then my one of my biggest ones was after X Men First Class came out and um, what's her name Jennifer uh, what's her name. Uh, Plays Mystique, <laughs> the Mystique character, oh, Jennifer Lord. Lawrence. Jennifer, oh, Lawrence. Yeah, Jennifer Lawrence. Lawrence. Yeah, Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. Like her, her, like her star, like took off after right. that movie. So it was almost like they were obliged to keep putting her in and find ways to put her in. But like you know, and it, I actually think it worked to to a degree. I actually liked some of the stuff they did, but. It wasn't the story, and so it kind of misses the story beats that actually made the story work. Um, right. Yeah. So I, you know, it's all over the place, but <laughs> I've I've noticed that like X Men is like totally all over the place, and that's got to be so hard to adapt into a film. But like the more that I do this month, the more that I realize that there are just so many disgruntled X Men fans, especially when it comes to the movies. And now I'm kind of one, not to your extent, you guys' extent, but like. Just like reading a couple, I'm like, how could you even think that this could be even made into a movie? Like, it needs to be in like an eight season, ten season series of yeah. just one portion of the X-Men, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, when you were posting those pictures, of, you had like a rogue and, uh, and Gambit. Gambit, week. yeah. I, I mean, that, that and I, I remember like seeing, I was like, this is, this is what it, you know? Because like for so long, that's what... That was like a central um, part of the of the stories and the books was that relationship, and it's like the, you don't see any of that on, on screen yeah, at all. I was, you know, I was gonna ask, does Rogue like infuriate you in the movies? Because she does to me. <laughs> you know, Rogue. It's it's funny because. The so the first film, I actually again, I actually really liked it, and um, and it watching it you kind of like i i give it a lot of leeway because like like sitting here now in 2020 we forget that 20 years ago like like comic book movies weren't like an easy like you know shot like they like up to that point 
um, up until they made Blade a couple years before that. Marvel hadn't had, I don't think they had had like a successful Marvel character movie. And so, yeah, yeah, and so Blade really kicked it off. But then X-Men was kind of like, I think, the test. And X-Men did a really good job given that they probably didn't have as big a budget as you would have today. Special effects weren't as as good as you can do today. Um, But so like when they when they gave that interpretation of Rogue, I wasn't super critical about it because I kind of understood that like you couldn't have necessarily have the rogue flying around and with the with the powers that um she had and how do you explain that without having um um Ms. Marvel or Captain Marvel now um where she originally gets her powers and so yeah I don't know so I actually didn't have a problem with her originally <laughs> but again mm-hmm. oh, okay it's, yeah but it's, it's again it's just one of those things as you continue down the road I started to be like you know well, what about this part what about that part like it, the I guess that it's always like the emotional resonance is kind of like lost on me you know oh yeah yeah because yeah, when I started reading about Rogue I was like she is not this badass in the movie she's like this <laughs> yeah. sheepish southern belle right yeah so I got tricked yeah. in the movies yeah yeah. I saw the yeah. movies first, and then I went and watched, like, the show and the comics. I was like, wait a minute. This is Rogue, and that's what they put in the movie? I was just like, at least show us a little bit or anything. Like, uh, she wasn't even, like, sassy in the uh, in the movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she was, like, she was their powerhouse for, for, for quite a while, you know? Like, it yeah. was, like, her her and Colossus for a little bit, and but she was the one that, you know, she was she was out there doing her thing and it was i mean again like and then when they introduced gambit character it just took on like her because she's such a tragic character anyways and she was already sure. like in this um in this redemption arc because she 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 appeared as a villain and she stole mm-hmm. um she stole um, um captain marvel's powers and then she only showed up the x-men's door because all the memories and stuff were overwhelming her and so Uh. and so professor x kind of took her on and and started helping so she's been she's like she started out as the villain and she kind of had to prove herself with this group which so like again like none of that's there (laughs) you know like all of that stuff is good stuff and i'm not saying that it has to be that i'm not i'm not i'm not i'm never that person that is like it's not like in the comic book or the book i there (laughs) there are plenty of there are plenty of things that i like i i am a person i actually just rewatched uh lord of the rings this past week and i and i actually think that the the movies are are touch better than the books because they and they kind of take certain areas, um, tighten things up and loop things around, bump some other stuff up that, but they kind of get what's like, what resonates and they get the, the relationships. And, and so with, with the X-Men, I'm not saying that you have to exactly do Rogue the way that you do her, but you do need to find a way to capture that arc that she has, you know, capture that idea that she was this villain and really she's only there because um her powers are like overwhelming her you know and then through that she through that she finds redemption by being with this group of people and then she meets this 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 like you know super hot sexy dude but then like they can never but they can never touch you know 
and oh right the temptation you know? the yes yeah like that stuff like uh, you know it's like come on come <laughs> and, on you know, amp that you know, up just, yeah. yeah we just never get that like she gets kind of paired off with uh Iceman in the in the movies and and I like that oh, I yeah. like the actor a, a lot but it's like they you know it's like they don't I don't really care about whether they get together or not you know um, <laughs> so it's just it's the, yeah. it's all that kind of stuff you know there's just they're the x-men have they're they're so much more than um than the dark phoenix saga and the days of future past you know sure and um sure. there i just it's I, I just wish i could see i wish i could see that you know i just got to a point where i was like man i really wish i could see when they were when they were in there there was this stretch where they were in australia and it was this really kind of oh. weird like period but they they were like living in australia and they had there's this aboriginal dude named gateway that would open up these portals and they would travel around the world and it was and they were fighting this group called the reavers and and it's like yeah i want like i want some of that man (laughs) you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's funny there was um last week so there was a i did a two and a half hour episode that got lost in cyberspace but we did Unfortunately, it was amazing. Um, but we did. Uh, we talked about X Men milestones, and so we actually uh-huh. read that. Oh <laughs> like yeah, that was yeah. part of it. Yeah, and that was really interesting to me. I was like, "Wait, what?" And then like the week before, Professor X is dead, and then like it's like I feel like in the movies they don't quite capture enough of how diverse and how like how much the timeline can flip itself on its head in X-Men and then mm-hmm. spin around and then we get five new characters because of that. And then it, like, that is the most unique thing about X-Men to me is that the timeline is never just a one way street. Like it's mm-hmm. two ways and looped around and into another dimension kind of thing, you know? Yeah. 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 It's so much of that. <laughs> so much. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, like, yeah, you're like, uh, the, I'm the choir and I'm also the, the preacher, I guess, you know, it's like, uh, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, with Rachel Summers, like that, that whole thing, like she first appeared in, um, the comic days of future past and they brought her back and uh-huh. then it introduced that whole concept of like these, these alternate divergent timelines and, and then years later, they kind of looped Cable into that. Um, Bishop was a little part of that, and um, yeah, and it's just like you don't you don't get any of that in the movies at all. Like you just don't get any of it in the movies. Uh, well, a, oh, my bad. Go for it, Prime. Go for it. No, no, no. no. Go say, for it. I have a slight question. It's not an X Men question. It's just like a character question. Like Deadpool, since we, we on the whole X Men as a whole, Deadpool has been like. My favorite character since I've been into comics, but did they not think he was marketable for movies, or is it because he's rated R? Like, cause Ooh, good question. in 2009 I would have been ready for 2000 like six five I would have been ready for a Deadpool movie, but then they waited that long. So I don't know. I just say, do you think he been marketable, or why do you think they took so long? Yeah, I mean it was kind of it was a whole weird. Um progression with the with the character in the film because they were gonna i i can't remember specifically they were gonna it was greenlit to be made a while before it was actually even made and then it got canned and then um it was weird because uh ryan reynolds 
made like his own trailer. I'm I'm completely misremembering mm. this, but they released it, and then it got enough excitement, and then all of a sudden, like overnight, it was like greenlit, and then they and they made the movie, and it became a hit. And I it, it, traditionally you don't make R-rated movies for the public or like especially superhero movies there's a lot of conventions of like the studio execs i think have and so it's one of those it's like you can't make an r-rated superhero movie so i think that was part of it um but he also i don't know like he he wasn't i don't even necessarily see him i mean i know he's in the x-men universe but i don't necessarily i personally don't necessarily see him as an x-men kind of brand he's his own no, he's his own, deal, his own entity you know? yeah yeah, yeah. So I that's might want to with you this day, and I might not. So no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's funny because Deadpool Two is another movie that made me so dissatisfied because I loved the movie, but I'm like, why did I have to wait this long to see Colossus finally? Like, oh. you know, like did Colossus and him in the first. In um, well, I mean, he's a Fox, he was, owned, it was a Fox owned yeah. thing. So he like, they could have, it just, so I'm watching Colossus and Juggernaut finally fight. And I'm like, I'm like, why did I have to wait this long? Like, why did I, <laughs> and why am I seeing, why am I seeing this in a Deadpool movie? Like, why am I not seeing it in an X-Men movie? You know, it, it those are the little frustrations I have. So that it made me even more like grumpy when I watched, <laughs> when I watched the next X-Men movie come out. <laughs> uh, would you guys want to like, if somebody was like, hey, everybody vote. We're going to redo the entire X-Men movies, like all of them. Just erase what you know, new cast, new everything. Like, would you guys be down for that? Or were you like, no, let's try to fix it where we're at? Uh, that's a difficult question. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, when they're, now that they're with Disney, I'm, you know, I'm all for them just redoing the whole thing and, you know, doing their own, doing a, their own take on it. Um, sure. So... I think there's an opportunity to finally do them as more like superheroes than they've been portrayed as. Mm. Um, so there, I mean, there's that part. Um, yeah, I don't. I, they, I think they lost. They lost the opportunity to continue as they're going when they ignored the reboot that they did after um, <laughs> after Days of Future Past. You know, that was that was their opportunity, and they just. I, it, it's so weird that they just didn't, they just were like, oh, it was almost like they didn't make the movie, you know? <laughs> oh. So it just, the, the, it was so weird after that. So I'm, I'm for, I'm for a reboot and um, there's lots of different ways I think they could do it, but you know, they, I'm sure they have a plan. Sure. What about you, Prime? You down? I will be down, but like, uh, uh. I just hope that, cause you know, this would be almost like what the third or you know the third time that we just re kind of doing this or second. So I just hope that when they do it, they kind of like know, not know what they're gonna do for like know how it's gonna turn out, but they should at least know like after this we can plan to do this. Like at least make it, you know, like I don't, I think when they made the first one, they probably didn't even know if they was gonna get a second one or not. So that's what I'm saying. Like at least if they are able to make a second one, able to make it connect to even have a second one i think they should do that like i don't know if i'm explaining that good but i i think i did yeah yeah i get you so you're like down but just like do it right <laughs> yeah basically do like like plan it out basically like plan out if if y'all succeed in this movie and a second movie comes what story would y'all use for the second movie yeah 
Got you. Got you. So like maybe a whole new timeline kind of thing. Cause I guess, I don't know. It's like, I like, how do you even think that you could just like drum up an X-Men movie? Like, it's just so stinking complicated. And I know I keep saying that, but like, I've only known the X-Men from the X-Men movies since I was like a teenager. Right. And then now that I'm actually reading the comics, I'm like, whoa, 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 this takes way more breaking down than you guys have taken the time to do or even cared to do. I feel like I'm upset. <laughs> I'm upset now. I'm officially disgruntled <laughs> comic book reader watching a movie. I'm upset. <laughs> I mean, I, th- I think there are signs that I mean, I, you know, I'm pretty sure they have they're mapping out something, you know, I don't know what it is that they're doing. But I, I think there are signs that they're going in it, like bring it back to Rogue, because I do think that they um, have cast Rogue in the next Captain Marvel movie. <gasps> they did? That's yeah. awesome. Which for me awesome. kind of settles two issues I have. One is that Captain Marvel is way too powerful to be relatable. And that's the same problem Superman has in movies. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And then um, so, but it also lets Rogue take her powers and then we can get the Rogue that we know in um the uh, X-Men comic books that we've never gotten to see before. So if that's the path they're going to take, um, I'm like, I'm all for that. And then maybe that's how they jump into this next um, um, iteration of X-Men. I, I have no idea how they're going to introduce the characters, um, but... Um, Who knows? That's, uh, gosh, that's, uh, that's hard. I, I mean, like, just making... A movie from a comic in general especially with so many people like yourselves that are just like big fans before the movies or you know maybe Diallo you before the TV shows probably mm-hmm. you know it's like there's a lot of huge fans behind it and it's like they don't want to let you guys down but like on top of that I don't know that's got to be a lot of just a lot of pressure too so I'm glad that now they're gonna bring back in the X-Men like you're saying like I hope that they do rogue justice um for you guys because <laughs> you guys deserve a good rogue <laughs> yeah i mean I st- they, you know go ahead, go ahead. I, was gonna say, I was gonna say i think they will do rogue justice for one because like we haven't really seen her in the movies and because like of this time a rogue being like the total just dominant person she is i think that person do a lot for like either women watching the movie say oh yeah that is like you know inspires me to do what i want to do or do something that i can't do so yeah i think rogue being powerful will like inspire a lot of people as well as make us fans happy that we are getting a rogue that we see from the comics and other stuff right right totally Yeah. yeah Well, and yeah, but I was going to say, and you, you said it with just a different character, but, and then there's the whole storm issue. It's like, oh my gosh, please explain. You know, I want to yeah. know what, what's going on. Go, go, go. I'm so well, excited for this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so like storm was the leader of the X-Men for a long time and long and, like, time. and yeah, for a long time. And, and again, her arc is pretty incredible because when she first appeared, she was not I mousy's not the word, but she was a little bit, you know, she was a little bit unsure. And then she had this arc where she um, became the leader of this underground um, mutants called the Morlocks. And she had went through this punk phase. She she had a mohawk. And that's that's how she was for a while. Um, She had this um, one on one fight with 
Cyclops for to be the leader and she beat him. Oh, she lost her Whoa. powers. She lost her powers. That was that's the other thing. Like she lost her powers for her. I mean, it was a long time that she didn't have them. And so she beat him without any powers. And she was the leader of the X-Men without her storm abilities for the longest time. And yet, like, so she and she became this really strong character. And but in the movies, you know, they cast Halle Berry. And I like I in my brain, I every time I see Angela Bassett, like she's like, that's who I think Storm should be. Yeah. Oh, my God. No, I can't see. I can't. Oh. Yeah, and so like I like you know I like Halle Berry enough, but it just she doesn't embody <laughs> that same sort of like you know um, dominant personality that Ro- or that Storm became. And, I think that was just a Hollywood decision, honestly. Yeah, and then and then she kind of you know she faded to the back, and I think some of it is again because of like behind the set, behind the scenes relationships and stuff like that. I don't I don't think she really got along with uh, with the director. Um, very well. Oh, she she might have gone on to do other stuff, and then you know, and again, Hugh Jackman is Hugh Jackman, and he, you know, so he kind of, kind of took over everything, and they just they were just going in different directions. Um, but yeah, it's just, again, you know, there's just so much history behind her, and that history is not has not been reflected on screen, even if you don't do her. Like there's that again. I'm talking that whole thing with the Morlocks and her losing her powers. Like that's that's like really good stuff, you know. So sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, I I liked punk uh, punk rock storm in Dark Phoenix and Age of Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I mean, like I don't really like the movies, but I liked her character like that because I felt like you guys are saying like she's more powerful. She had more of a stance, even though she was like much younger. It was like there was potential for her to grow into a powerful storm. Yeah. With her, do you guys, did you guys like that actor or what she, that actor did with storm? Uh, you talking yeah, about Alindra ship? Is that, is that her name? I didn't know her name. Let me not get on her. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's not. She's not bad. I'm just saying she's, she's yeah. Why? No, uh-uh. She's 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 okay. She she brought a lot to okay, the table. Okay, she's okay. All right. Yeah. Nah, nah. She's just yeah. <laughs> what about you, Diallo? Did you like her? Yeah, like visually, like I liked her again. I think so much of it just goes to the direction of the of the movies, and not so much the performances. I don't I don't really have necessarily a problem with the performances. Uh, like the as but as connected to the overall story i i have problems with it you know it's it's like they almost like what did they have to do like she didn't it wasn't a story about her arc so it's like it was just kind of like what what could she do in the scenes that she was in you know that um but it it was like visually it was cool to see like at least it was cool to see her looking in a certain way or like it was cool to see uh psylocke and and finally there was it was cool to see certain characters like um like um angel archangel but also like again there's when i see like archangel's example um like he's one of the original x-men and um he just kind of pops up in apocalypse but he was in x-men last stand too but it was like a different it was just it's all over the place (laughs) you know (laughs) 
<laughs> it's hard. Um, you know, I was trying to think of questions to ask you guys, but like, that's the thing. It's like, it's, it is just all over the place. And that's, but that's the thing about X-Men too. It is just, it's all over the place. How do you even try to wrangle in the beast that it is, you yeah. know, like, I mean, Diallo, you're a writer. Like, how would you even start to try to wrangle this in if you were to make it like a series or a TV show? You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, one of my, and again, this is why I'm not, again, I'm not like one of those people that's like, it needs to be what it was in the con I'm not that person at all. I like to see good interpretations of the material, and it can complete, be completely different from how I experienced them in the comic book. And I, in a way, I actually appreciate that more because it gives me a new experience with kind of being familiar. So, I mean, and that's basically what all the uh, Marvel Universe movies were. Like, none of those stories mm -hmm. were exactly what was in the comic book, they, but they got the essence of it, right? So, right, right. Um, a cartoon that I really liked um, from the X-Men was uh, X-Men Evolution. Oh, um, I would think that was, oh yeah. that's yes. prime show. That's yeah, a show. Yeah, early 2000s. <laughs> and that, that was completely different from, like, you know, completely. sort of like, yeah, it, but I, I, I really liked the dynamics they set up there. You know, Storm was a teacher, and Psylocke or uh, Cyclops was a student. Um, Kitty was a student. Wolverine was a teacher. I, I liked that dynamic. That could work, you know. Um, uh, the X-Men cartoon, the one in the early 90s, that sort of, that, that I think that worked because they just started with the classic X-Men lineup and then just kind of moved from there. Um, so, I mean, that could work too. Um, I mean, there's, like, there's, there's lots of different ways. <laughs> but one, one thing I do need is um, I do need them to be wearing um, costumes. <laughs> okay. 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 Yeah. The, uh, the, 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 the black leather thing, like, it's not, I, I just, you know, I'm over that part, you know. Not going to cut it. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, I, I, I need... Um, that idea of a classic lineup where each of the characters feels like there's a sense of history um, and they relate to each other in certain ways that gives them gives them more um, that makes them feel more real um, you know okay. the, yeah like you know like when I look at like I think about how like um, Nightcrawler used to interact with Wolverine um, versus the way he interacted with um, with a Colossus, um, or how Kitty Pride and Wolverine had this had this certain connection, and how Wolverine had this connection with Storm. Like, there's this interplay that goes with all of them that just is just not on screen at all. And I think that's okay. what I think that's what I'm really missing. You know? Okay. It doesn't okay. have to be. It doesn't have to be the 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 specific storylines or whatever, but I just, I'm not missing, I'm, I mean, I am missing that sense of family that um, I never really got in um, the films. Uh, and, gotcha. and part of that is, you know, they, they went to that dynamic of the school being an actual literal school with hundreds of students, and that changed the dynamic of what, how it used to be in the, mm -hmm. um, you know, 70s, 80s, and early 90s. So, um, mm -hmm. but, um, still, I just I, I need that sense of outsiders that are um, there for each other as family, um, good or yeah. bad. They 
sometimes they're perceived as the bad guy, but they're always, you know, kind of like Spider-Man was that way. I like being perceived as the bad guy kind of, but still doing the right thing. And it just not, it's just not there, (laughs) you know? So would you, so you saying you kind of would like that Doc and Marty thing where they just already is established friendship where we kind of meet them and then we maybe go back and visit. Is that what you're saying? Like you want that friendship to be there already. Now, I don't I think that like a, a way to do it might be having um, I mean, you could start with the um, when they introduced the new X-Men, um, when they introduced Storm, Wolverine, Colossus. I mean, you could start with there being that maybe that opening sequence uh, where Colossus is is barging through the door telling, you know, Professor Xavier that you know the old team is captured or dead or whatever, and then and then you have Professor Xavier going around the world finding new X Men to go find the old X Men. You can have that mm-hmm. kind of dynamic. You can have a group that's there that's mix a mixture of past and present, and then introduced another mix of past and present um, characters. It, 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 so it doesn't have to be, you know, it doesn't have to be one thing. But I. Um, and, that, and again, that's the X-Men problem, I always say, is because, again, it's like the reason why they're actually the reason why we know them is because of the new group. You know, um, they came in a pro- like pop culture prominence with Wolverine, Storm, Colossus, those guys. Um, mm-hmm. So you don't necessarily want to start the story with uh, the original five, per se, you know. OK, um, OK. Um, so I, you know, or or you could, but then people would be like, "Where's you know, where's where's Wolverine?" You know, so yeah. <laughs> I t- I totally get that that dilemma. You know, cool. What what did you guys think of? Okay, so we're talking about the TV shows. Um, all right, so the movies had a, a, an interesting way of interpreting the comics. Let's talk about the TV shows, like very specifically, uh, starting with the '90s one. Do you did you guys think that that one interpreted the comics correctly? Did it take it slow do they invent their own story like where where did those lie on the x-men verse you know what i mean i mean i i mean i loved the cartoon <laughs> you did yeah i loved it it was great yeah i mean because it, it was the it was the first time i think you really got i got to see them you know um there was a a really there was like a one episode um that they made of the X-Men in uh, the late 80s. It was, I think the episode was called Pride of the X-Men. But other than that, they hadn't really been shown um, in full, their full cartoon glory. So that was, I mean, that was great to see. And, and they, again, they, I think they did a good job of like rolling in all the different elements of, of X lore, you know, character like Candy oh, good. Cable. <laughs> and, and they kind of ended, I at a certain point kind of ended on the um, Dark Phoenix saga and they like I, I liked the way that they did that um, but again it, it was um it was a series so they could afford to to have those different relationships that like we were that I was complaining about and so I, I get that it's harder to do in a two-hour feature film yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely what about you, Prime? Did you you like the '90s one too? I know you liked Evolutions, but you like the '90s one. Too. Yeah, I think aside from seeing Whoosh, Bang, Pow, and big letters on the screen, I think this probably was more like remind me of a comic book. Like just the stuff that they do remind me of like a live comic book that I'm just watching a comic book being read to me 
uh, wild is happening. Gotcha. So you're saying like this one, that one was more relatable to the comic. Like, um... yeah, I, I feel that's just to me personally. I just feel like, you know, if you take an X-Men, it's not going to be the exact same, but some stories I feel like they really remind you of actually watching uh, a live action comic book. Oh, okay, that's awesome. That, see, that's good news. <laughs> <laughs> Did they do like Age of Apocalypse or anything like that in the cartoon? Uh, I think that they did both. I think. I think I don't. I don't know that guys. I, I don't think Asia Apocalypse was actually even had actually even been out when the original cartoon came out. But I they I think they did a version. Um, I know he did a version. It, yeah, but they did a version of of uh, Apocalypse in the X Men Evolution mm-hmm. um, yep. comic. So I don't. Oh. Yeah, but I don't know. It was towards the end of the show, um, so I don't know if they actually did the whole time jump thing. I can't quite remember. Uh, I forget. I, I did send test some episodes, but I don't remember which one it was. It's in one of the one of the episodes, but but yeah, I think uh, Apocalypse when he's on the screen for X Men, it's like you know something's gonna go down in a sense. Like uh, other See? villains, you, they could just be there, and you already know it's gonna like breeze over. Uh, I think every time every time Apocalypse is like introduced, it's almost like a two or three part episode because they can't just beat him in one episode or whatever the case is. I always like that about him or about those big villains. Yeah. Um, well, cool. Okay, so I want to wrap up this episode and I want to know what each of your favorite X Men character is, what you thought of them and their portrayal in the movie, and what you how you wish they were portrayed in the movie. Unless it's perfect. <laughs> but I'm guessing it's not. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's a really hard question for me. <laughs> oh, okay. You're like, I can't pick one. Yeah, I can't pick one. I <laughs> okay, have like, okay. I always have, it's like a little pantheon I have, you know, and so sure, it's, it's sure. kind of hard. But uh, I mean, you know, um, Rogue, Gambit, um, uh you know, Wolverine is the obvious choice. So I, I kind of would leave him off, but uh, but also this, um, I really like Dazzler. <laughs> oh, nice! <laughs> That's the showgirl, right? Yeah, she does yeah, the shows. Yeah, yeah, and she appeared in the very last uh, movie. And again, like I, I just would like to see her done properly and well. Um, you know, so yeah, I, I Gambit was kind of like okay in um in uh that wolverine origins movie uh so yeah i just i need to see all my people that are <laughs> recognizable <laughs> oh man that's awesome yeah. gambit is a big but, one because like he can do so much but yet like again if you watch him in the movies you just think oh this is just some punk or this is just some whatever but just him in the comics and then him in the show it's like how can they not even try at least to attempt to use this man to his half potential of what they did in the show or the comics it's just uh, it's just upsetting that they that they do stuff like that but well, yeah. I'm sorry you guys were so upset today. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm good. I, you got me like when I go back and reread uh, I think The Fall of the Mutants when uh when uh, Storm and, and those guys, when they died, that was a really good one. 
like the whole follow the, the mutants yeah the, Ooh, the whole world okay the whole world saw them die on tv and it was great and they just uh even though they didn't really die um but okay. i just that was i think that was like kind of like a high point of for me of like x-men story that's not days of future past or you know or dark phoenix so there's again there's just so there's so much more that they've done than just those two stories and i just kind of wish i could see see more of that on screen yeah so you guys have the patience to wait for them to get it right you're like keep going you're encouraging them to get the stories out there get the comics on screen somehow but like they tweak it a little bit here and there you guys will be you guys will be okay you're you're patient you're waiting for the ultimate perfect is there ever going to be a perfect x-men movie i don't know i don't think so unless the russo brothers are are in charge of it i don't think so (laughs) (laughs) oh no uh well I appreciate you guys for taking the time, and hopefully you feel a li- little bit lighter getting out your X-Men frustrations <laughs> here today. <laughs> awesome. Uh, well, uh, Diallo, thank you for visiting again. Always happy to have you, man. Where can everybody find you in cyberspace? Yes, I am on Instagram, uh, at the Armageddon. The, uh, the E in the Armageddon part is a three, so the Armageddon. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a author's page on Facebook, A. Diallo Jackson, and uh, I'm, I'm banned on Twitter. <laughs> I love it. I love that you say that every time. He's every banned time. on Twitter, y'all. I'm we don't know why, Twitter. but he is. <laughs> <laughs> Twitter jail. Uh, awesome. Yeah, go check out Diallo. Diallo, I mean, you're you're amazing. You're a comic writer as well, and you've got a great comic out. Um, oh, yeah. Angela in the Dark. Yeah, we have that's uh, we are, uh, my Instagram page uh, uh, for Angela in the Dark is literally Angela and the Dark one word. So check that okay. out. Perfect. Okay. I'll tag that as well. Yes, go check out that please. comic. It's on Comixology right now. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> we can yeah. really use everyone's reviews and um, and their eyes on it. Perfect. Yeah. Everybody go check that out. Uh, Prime, where can everybody find you in cyberspace? Uh, everybody can find me on Twitter and Instagram at KVNG Primetime. And uh, I also have a podcast, of course. I don't know. We plug in other things over here, but uh, yeah, I thought please, I'd take my shot. Uh, the Prime Nostalgia Podcast. We just talk about nostalgic things, 80s, 90s, and 2000s. And it's, we have a good time. Well, we're going to have tests on soon. And yeah. <laughs> And uh, you can follow the podcast uh, at Prime Nostalgia Pod. And, you know, give us a listen if you want to. I, I really appreciate it if you do. But you know, if you don't, it's okay. <laughs> no, you got to be like, listen to it, do it, do it. They just had the the all that cast on. You guys oh, just yeah. had a whole yeah. like month or two of just all that yeah, we, cast yeah, yeah. members. Well, I'm very close with those guys, with those people. So like, I I really they'll be on more, but not doing all that because they are more than just people on all that so we kind of want to like showcase them being more than just being members of all that which is cool sure they're doing more artsy stuff yeah totally. yeah i got yeah. you right on well thank you gentlemen i appreciate you both very much for being here today thank you for uh, having well, me i really appreciate yeah. uh jumping Always. in and i appreciate everybody give tess a round of applause for um her engaging uh, instagram <laughs> facebook posts i really enjoy watching those <laughs> it's relit the fire i had for comic books actually to be to be honest so yeah Aww, it's it's fun wow. watching it's fun watching your excitement 
um, just <laughs> discovering all these things, and you know, it's all the stuff I've loved for my entire life. But I'm a little older now, so I'm like jaded and you know grumpy. I I sit in my I sit in my my space complaining about how they're not doing X Men right. So it's cool to see like you being excited about uh, like these things that I enjoyed at one point in my life. So it's been cool. Oh. Oh, well, thank you for saying that. That means a lot coming from you. I appreciate yeah. that, Diallo. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you both. Um, and thank you to everyone listening today. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast. Tune in on Thursday for day one of 31 Days of Comic Book Horror. Say bye, guys. Bye. 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 Hello, darling. It's me, Tessianos, host of the ongoing comic book discussion podcast. And if I got a Halloween treat for you, this October I am hosting a horror comic marathon for 31 days. That's right, my frightful fiends. Every single day from October 1st to October 31st, OCD will review a horror comic to count down to the greatest holiday ever conjured. You can follow OCD on Instagram and OCD Podcast, Facebook at facebook.com slash. OCD Podcast and Twitter at Ongoing Comic Pod. It's going to be a hauntingly good time, so be there or or just just be there. Ooh. Trick or treat. I'm Ghost Hostess Mandy. And I'm Master of Scaremonies Rudy. And we are the Ghoulmates. Do you like Halloween candy? What about spooky movies and a good jump scare? Ooh! Check out the Ghoulmates Halloween podcast where we keep the spirit of Halloween alive all year through pop culture and nostalgia. Dying to know more? Follow us on Instagram at The Ghoulmates and subscribe to our YouTube for spine-chilling adventures all year. Hope to meet you soon. Sending you ghouls and kisses. Bye! Hi, Sharon. It's Deb calling. I have got to tell you, I just found out that the deadline to register to vote is as early as October 4th in some states. And my little nephew told me about this internet site called vote411.org. Apparently, you can register to vote, check your registration status, and learn about what's on your ballot. Now, I am used to 411 being what I call to find the nearest Cinnabon but I am going to use this vote411.org website to make sure I'm registered to vote today. Anyway, love ya, hon. Hope Gary's leg is doing better. I'll see you November 3rd for the election. Bye bye This was a Brain Freeze podcast.